Greetings in the name of Jesus. We bring you today's meditation entitled Add Knowledge. This is the Living Hope Christian Fellowship reaching out to our brethren and friends who like to learn more of God's Word and fellowship by listening to God's Word. On this topic, Add Knowledge, our text is found in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge. As an introduction, we find, we'll read 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 8 to 11. For if these things be new and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful, in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore the rather brethren give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, ye shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What is this all things that we have to be added? It is starting from verse 5. Unto your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity or love. These things are very important. So we come to our text for today in verse 5. Beside this giving all diligence, really concentrate. Give all your heart into it. Add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. In our previous devotional, we learned from this verse that we are to add virtue to our faith. As God extends us the gift of faith, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, For by grace are you saved through faith, and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So it is a gift of faith, by acting on it, we receive the gift of salvation. Thus we are born again, or bathed in Christ. So in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 2 and 3, the verse reads, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. If so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. The hunger for the milk of the word of God is enhanced by the realization of the graciousness of God in making us part of His family. John 1, 12, But as many as receive Him, to give to them is given the power, the authority to become children of God, even to them that believe on His name. It is His love, it's God's love, that draws us to Him. And if this is real to an individual, he received from the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, according to Romans 5, 5, the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost given unto us. Consequently, we will better understand what makes us babes in Christ to love God 
as we meditate on the following. In 1 John chapter 4, verses 15-19, to Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. I will read it, the second part of verse 16. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Verse 17. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. So verse 18 is very powerful. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. So we'll see here, when a person is born again, and the love of God is now planted in us, then we can love him in return. There's the power of God's love in us. In James 2.20, but, but wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Loving God in response to his love is our first work. Secondly, we are also to love others. Take note what God had put in his word. In First John chapter 4, verses 7 to 13, we read, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God. Why? For God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that He love us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so love us, we ought also to love one another. I'll repeat verse 11. Beloved, if God so love us, we ought also to love one another. No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwells in us, and his love is perfected in us. Again, I'll read the second part of verse 12. If we love one another, God dwells in us, and His love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in Him and in us, because He has given to us of His Spirit. Remember Romans 5, 5? The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by His Holy Spirit. Loving God forms us with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength is number one. Loving one another is the second. If by adding virtue to faith is driven by love, not fear, we are enabled by the love of the Holy Spirit that is shed in us. But as we are to grow, we are to keep continue to feed on God's Word, the Bible. As babies have mothers or nurses attend to them at the start, Christians can grow under the teaching of their pastors, Sunday school teachers, or Bible study leaders. Later, he can grow into spiritual maturity by relying primarily on the Holy Spirit to live in, in his private devotions. Growing in knowledge is primarily in knowing God. Many strive to know about God from the Bible, theological books, 
sermons and teachings. That's what I try to stress here. Many just want to know about God. Bible, theological books, and sermons or teachings. These are only the introductions to the real knowledge, which is knowing God experientially. By experientially is meant the application of the truths from the Bible. Bible scholars are taught the three steps. First, acquire the facts from the Bible. Secondly, analyze or interpret the principles prayerfully. And lastly, apply in the power of the Holy Spirit, powered by His love. So again, it was acquire, second, analyze, and thirdly, apply. Faith without works is dead. So the application of the word that is learned by the power of the Holy Spirit, then we start to grow. Here are verses to motivate you or us to strive for knowledge. The first is 2 Peter 1-2. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Oh, what a wonderful truth. Grace and peace of God is multiplied through knowing Him personally, through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Secondly, 2 Peter 3.18 But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Here really, really encouraged or really motivated to grow in grace. Yes, by knowing God and Jesus, Jesus Christ, grace and peace is multiplied. But we have to grow. Third reference, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 20. Brethren, be not children in understanding, howbeit in malice be children, but in understanding be men. Remember, when we are born again, we are babes in Christ. So we are like children in our understanding. But as we grow in grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ, in our understanding, we become mature. We become like men. Ephesians 1, 15-18 Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. See the prayer here in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, praying that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Then goes farther in verse 18, The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of His calling and what the preachers of glory it inheritance in the saints. Very, very powerful. That's why we have to grow in grace. We have to know more of Christ and our understanding. But it is only given by the Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. And Ephesians 5.17 Wherefore, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Here is one step of maturity. Understanding what the will of the Lord is. So it is not only facts or analyze, analyzation of the principles. 
but begin to understand and analyze what is the will of the Lord and obey and walk in that life. And He's our shepherd guiding us, then we follow our shepherd. Philippians 1.9 And this I say, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. So in Philippians 1.9, Paul is praying that the love will yet abound more and more. How? In knowledge and in all judgment. Very, very important. In growing and maturity, you will grow in your knowledge, personal knowledge of God, and in your judgment. And then Colossians verses 1, verses 9 to 14. For this cause we also, since we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Again, here is repeated. It is like in Ephesians, that you'll be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So just deeper than just facts, it is the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and also spiritual understanding. That you may look worthy of the Lord in all placing. Now it is where the application is. That you might walk worthy of the Lord in all placing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing again in the knowledge of God. As we are fruitful in every good work, and we walk worthy of the Lord in all placing, we will experience more of God, and we will know Him more. Then in verse 11 of Colossians 1, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness hallelujah our faith and our knowledge is strengthened then verse 12 giving thanks unto the father which has made us me to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has trans- transplanted translated us into the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption through his blood even the forgiveness of sin one preacher used the word translated as transplanted before we belong to the kingdom of darkness with satan but now we are now transplanted in the kingdom of light in the kingdom of jesus christ hallelujah in the kingdom of his dear son, according to Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of our sins. So it's not only, thank God I'm born again, thank God I'm now a child of God, but we have to grow maturity. And First Peter 3, 7, Likewise, ye husbands dwell with them according to the knowledge, giving honor unto your wife as unto the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life that your prayers be not hindered so through god's word husbands who have a tendency to be arrogant and very proud and rule the whole home like a king no in god's word we have a partner a life partner a co-worker together in the home and uh, it says here we give honor to the wife as unto a weaker vessel 
Although she is our helpmate, we are also helping her. Why? As being heirs together in the grace of life. Why? If we have one heart and one Lord and one God, then our prayers will not be hindered. So conclusion, growing in the knowledge of God is limitless. This is a lifelong pilgrimage with God. He manifests Himself in different situations to open our eyes. He is very, very patient. Proverbs 8.17 Love them, I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. How are you? Are you in early life? You're really seeking after God and growing in grace? Or you just want to walk on your own, expose yourself to Satan, and buffet you and try to destroy your faith, don't wait for that. While early, seek the Lord. We have promised he'll find, you will find Him. So in Jeremiah 29, 11-13, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, said the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall you call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me, and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. Hallelujah. Here is where a sheep, we seek to listen to his voice, and just intently follow the Lord Jesus Christ. And day by day, we commit our lives to him, seeking for his blessing seeking for His anointing and asking the Lord to guide us to walk in the paths of righteousness. Hallelujah. And it says, when we seek Him, we'll find Him. When we search for Him with all of our heart, as we seek His will in our lives and it is being revealed, normally it is step by step. Then we experience what following God means. The searchlights of cars does not go for 10 miles, and it will not go around the bend or go around another block, especially if it is a right turn or left turn. It will only go on as we follow the leading. And so as we go step by step forward, and the light is given to us step at a time, when we are close to the Lord and seeking His will, we'll get to know Him more and more. We will know His heart. We will know His will. And we can almost say we can hear His heartbeat. And we walk in that confidence. Hallelujah. Walk with God. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.